0: friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by The 10 News. Got 10 minutes? Countdown to blast off with host Bethany Van Delft every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Get ready for a bite-sized podcast for kids and their adults that explains what's going on in the world. It'll bring you the context that all kids and their adults need to know about events, sports, Science, gaming, pop culture, entertainment, and more. Awesome guests like Lego Masters judge Amy Corbett, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the voice of Pokemon's Ash Ketchum are guaranteed to swing by. Make the 10 News part of your family routine to connect, explore, and learn something new. Listen to the 10 News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to some shout-outs. Eight-year-old Ari Stevens shared a story he wrote, and it was so good. There were werewolves and asteroids and sleeping gas and the clown dojo and so much more. Thanks for that story, Ari. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd be a wizard who writes stories that come true. Thanks for listening. Ezra Ash from Manchester shared some brightly colored drawings of things like a lava dragon egg and a tree beast and much more. Thanks for those, Ezra. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd be a ninja knight like a ninja that wears a suit of armor. Thanks for listening. Graham Barnett has listened to every story twice, and he shared a really cool idea about a powerful crystal and some puppies. A great combination for a story, I think. Graham, if you were a character in the Valley, you'd be a robot puppy scientist who makes lots of robot puppies that are so lifelike people can't tell them apart from the real ones. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is titled... The Island of the Seed Part 4, and I hope you like it. Lucy and Holly collected everything they needed from the green forest, and now the group had another member, Bob the Egg, who wasn't an egg, he was a chicken. The group reviewed the old maps that the werewolf librarian had shared. According to the map, we need to sail out to this tiny island, said Lucy. The Academy keeps a boat docked out near Beechwood Beach. So the group made their way up to Beechwood Beach. They all climbed aboard the boat and set sail. Well, Lucy and Holly set sail. They were the only ones who knew how to sail a boat. One day later, they reached the little island. It was small and covered in thick jungle. There was no beach, as it was surrounded by cliffs on all sides. This is the reason that no one lived here. Boats never stopped since there was no easy way to get in. Are we going to have to climb these tall cliff walls to get on the island? wondered Holly out loud. No, look here, said Addison, pointing to the map. It looks like there's a way in, maybe like a cave or something. Lucy and Holly steered the boat to the spot on the map, and there was nothing but cliff walls, 20 feet high. Look over there, said Bob the egg. The little chicken revealed a wand from his pack and pointed it to the cliff wall. In that spot, there was a cluster of thick vines hanging all the way from the top down to the water below. Bob pointed his wand at these vines and then moved his hand from side to side. As he did so, the vines all spread apart, like someone opening up the curtains of a window. Moving the vines out of the way revealed a secret tunnel entrance. The small boat fit right into the tunnel and they slowly floated inside. The tunnel was short, and soon they sailed on through to the other side. They came out into a beautiful little cove, like a tiny little hidden beach only reachable through this hidden tunnel. Wow, said Lucy. This place is already way cool. They anchored the boat and splashed onto the beach. Thick jungle lay before them. The sounds of birds filled the air. Addison led the way, holding the map out in front of him. The group struggled through the thick foliage, but soon they stood at the base of a stone temple. A short staircase led up to the entrance. On either side of the opening were ancient stone statues of robed figures, just like the ones who attacked the island of Seed not long ago. Addison and Unica got chills when they saw the statues. Their memories of that awful day came rushing back. I wonder if those statues were once living people, too, said Addison. The group stood for a moment, looking up at the two statues. After gazing upon these two statues, Unica was eager to get this over with. Well, it looks like this is it, said Unica. Let's make sure we stay together. The group carefully entered this dusty old stone building. At first glance, there wasn't much here. Just as they suspected, it appeared to have been abandoned centuries ago. There were rooms with big stone tables and chairs, empty bookcases carved into the stone walls and long, empty hallways. Stairways led down beneath the main structure, leading the group to believe that there were more rooms stretching underground beneath the surface of the island. The group was exploring a series of rooms when they heard Bob exclaim, Oh, man! Come check this out! Everyone rushed to him and saw what he was looking at. A huge stone statue of a minotaur stood in the middle of the room. The minotaur was in an intimidating pose, lunging forward with a big club and growling fiercely. He was probably ten feet tall when he stood up straight. He wore regular clothes, brown pants and a dirty white button-up shirt. Instead of feet, large animal hooves stuck out of his pant legs. Decorative rings adorned his big sharp horns that grew out of his head. He had the face of a bull, and it was scarred from battle. Yeesh, said Addison. I'm not sure I want to wake this guy up. He appeared to have been turned into stone in the middle of a fight. And it looked like if he hadn't been turned to stone, he would have won the fight. The heroes surrounded this beast, wondering what was going to happen when they poured the potion on him. Unica revealed the small jar from her pack and pulled off the cork. She flapped her wings a couple times to lift herself up to the head of the minotaur. She poured the yellow liquid right onto his head and floated back down to the ground. The potion, even though it was a small jar, covered the minotaur's head and then his arms and his entire body and his legs, The whole statue changed from the gray color of stone to a bright yellow color, and it was getting brighter and brighter. The heroes took a few steps back as the Minotaur shone so bright they had to look away. They heard him start to breathe gently, and his body seemed to move slowly. The yellow color began to fade now, and the natural color of his skin and body was revealed. Suddenly he fell down to one knee and exhaled in a loud groan. The Minotaur gasped for air and breathed deep. It then looked up and realized it was surrounded. The Minotaur swung its club out toward Addison and Unica. They hopped back, narrowly avoiding the blow. Then the Minotaur spun back the other way, swinging his club all the way around him in a circle. Holly, Lucy, and Bob also leaped back to avoid getting clobbered by his giant club. "'Hey, we're the ones who—' Addison began to yell, but before he could finish his sentence, the Minotaur rushed at him, again swinging his club. Addison went to block his attack with one of his swords, but it got stuck in the wooden club. Addison was too afraid to let go of his sword. He held on, and the sword remained stuck in the club, and the Minotaur kept swinging it around. "'Whoa, whoa, whoa!' yelled Addison as he was hanging on to his sword and being swung all over the room by the minotaur. Get off my club, yelled the beast. Let go of my sword, yelled Addison. And finally the swinging stopped. The minotaur and the club and the sword and Addison stood frozen in space. Bob the Egg held his wand out. His little wing trembled with magic and he gasped. Ah, I can't hold him for much longer. He was using some kind of freeze spell to hold them in place. The minotaur growled and tried to break free from the little chicken's magic. Unica took this opportunity. She pumped her wings a couple of times until she was right in front of the minotaur's face. We're the good guys. We're the ones who broke the stone curse. We're looking for the white spider tribe and we know you can help us find them, yelled Unica. Bob the egg could not hold his freeze spell any longer. He fell to the ground, exhausted. The Minotaur dropped to his bottom, completely tired from this little scrum, and Addison went to work getting his sword unstuck from the big wooden club. "'You're a chicken,' said the Minotaur, looking over to Bob. "'And you're a Minotaur, and she's like a butterfly person or something, and the sky is blue,' said Bob sarcastically. "'This is all very strange,' said the Minotaur, clearly confused." And so, once again, Addison and Unica told their story, explaining to him why they were seeking the White Spider tribe and how they came to know about him and everything else. Fascinating, said the Minotaur. I feel as if I was only turned to stone a moment ago. But I've i have been this way for... Centuries, we think, said Unica. Something like that, anyway. What do we do now? asked the Minotaur. "'Well, we were hoping you could help us with that,' said Addison. "'We figured since the evil wizards made you, "'maybe you knew something about where they were.' "'I... I don't know,' said the Minotaur, shaking his head. "'My mind is foggy. "'Perhaps I need time to to clear my head. "'Being stuck in stone for so long has confused me.' "'I'll say,' said Addison, finally pulling his sword free from the club." What's your name, anyway? They call me Richardson. Richardson Jom, said the Minotaur. For a moment, everyone remembered that this creature was created from dark magic by evil sorcerers. He had no family to name him, no good memories to speak of at all. All right, then, said Holly, stepping forward. It sounds like Richardson here needs a minute. Let's not forget that this was a former base of the White Spiders. I say we poke around a little. Maybe we'll find something useful. Everyone agreed, and they explored the place some more. Long hallways and room after room, this structure was built deep underground and stretched for miles. The heroes found some interesting things left behind by the White Spider Clan. Books written in a language no one knew. Jewelry and robes and various potion-making ingredients. Finally, after going through nearly every room in the structure, they all came to a dead end. One large room with stone pedestals and candelabras and dusty tables. At the far end of this room sat an ornate chest. It was so big, Addison and Unica could both have climbed inside it. Bob approached and examined the lock. It's locked, he said. Anybody find a key while we were poking around? Everyone shook their heads to say no. Hmm, said Bob. Maybe I bet I could open it up if I tried. Bob held his magic wand right in front of the chest's lock. He focused his magic and a small white line floated out from his wand and into the lock. Bob closed his eyes and wiggled his wand and then a loud metal chunk sound came from the lock. There, said Bob. I think that did it. Richardson lumbered forward and lifted the heavy lid off the chest. It was filled with treasure. Gold coins, strange gemstones, vials of odd liquid old books. Wow, said Addison, peeking over into the chest. That's a lot of booty. Before they could begin emptying out the chest, the room they were in began to rumble. Dust fell down from the ceiling. It was like a little earthquake. Well, that was obviously a trap, said Unica. All right, everybody out, yelled Lucy. Back to the boat. Let's get out of here. Richardson leaned down and grabbed the chest. It was incredibly heavy, but Richardson was eager to get everything he could from this place. He grunted and strained and lifted it up to his waist. Everyone rushed out of the room and toward the exit. As they ran through the stone halls of this place, It seemed to be crumbling down around them. Chunks of ceiling and wall broke apart and fell to the ground. Support pillars cracked and crumbled. This place is coming down around us, yelled Bob. We gotta get out of here. Sunlight filtered in through the upper halls, and the heroes were happy to know that the place hadn't come down completely. There was still a way out. The group rushed along the dust-filled corridors and out toward the jungle. They stumbled down the stone stairs and to the soil of the jungle below. Richardson fell to his knees, and the heavy chest tipped over, spilling out some of the loot. Everyone knelt down nearby and helped him scoop the stuff back into the chest. Uh Uh-oh, squeaked Bob. They looked up and noticed that the statues from before were moving. The sorcerer's statues on either side of the entrance came to life with an evil magic and attacked the heroes. The evil wizard's eyes glowed red and they floated effortlessly above the ground. Unica worked her wings and lifted up into the air to meet them head-on. Bob the Egg also flew up into the air to intercept the wizards. The wizards floated above and blasted magical energy at those still on the ground. The earth exploded as Lucy, Holly, Addison, and Richardson dove for cover. Bob flapped his wings furiously. He was not a very good flyer. He lifted his magic wand as he wobbled through the air. Lightning blasted from his wand and knocked one of the sorcerers down to the ground. Unica stuck both her arms straight out in front of her. Beams of rainbow light blasted from her palms and flowed right through the other sorcerer floating around. He growled in pain and fell to the ground. Lucy, Holly, and Addison leaped toward one of the fallen sorcerers and began their assault. They attacked the evil being, but it appeared to have some sort of force field around it. Their blows bounced away before they struck the wizard like he was inside of some invisible, impenetrable bubble. Move! Richardson yelled. Holly, Lucy, and Addison rolled out of the way and the giant minotaur lifted the heavy chest over his head and dropped it on the wizard. The evil statue was crushed into so many chunks of stone. Unica and Bob pursued the remaining wizard. He sat on the jungle floor, projecting magic blasts up at the two flying heroes. Unica unleashed her rainbow beams and Bob joined in with a magic assault from his wand. The stone sorcerer then exploded into stone chunks and dust. Okay, I officially do not want to be here anymore, said Bob. Same, said Holly. Let's get everything back in the chest and head to the academy to figure out our next steps. They all helped get everything back into the heavy chest, and Richardson carried it onto the boat. Everyone waded into the water and climbed aboard. Richardson carried the heavy chest above his head and finally dumped it into the boat. Bob stood above him, on the railing of the boat. The little chicken looked down at the huge minotaur, still in the water. Do you want to, uh... Stay in there for a little longer, Bob asked. What? No? Why would I want to stay in the water? asked Richardson. Well, you know, maybe scrub up a bit. I can toss you a bar of soap, said Bob. What are you talking about? asked Richardson. You stink, said Bob. You smell really bad. I I don't know if that's how minotaurs smell all the time or what, but wow, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I'm just saying, you know, look around you, man. Richardson gritted his teeth. He was a few seconds from snatching the snarky little chicken from the side of the boat and eating him whole. But he looked around himself and noticed that there was a large circle around his body underwater where there were no fish at all. The fish were intentionally avoiding him, and it was pretty obvious. Oh. Well, I guess I haven't had a shower in a hundred years or so, said Richardson. Maybe a little scrub isn't a bad idea. So Richardson cleaned up a bit there in the water of the cove. Finally, he boarded the boat with everyone else, and they continued their journey back home to the valley. The End The website is kidsstoriespodcast.com. Send all your cool drawings and things to Podcast at gmail.com and find hours and hours more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidsstoriespodcast. Adios.